it's now really the time. And we said it pre-pandemic and the pandemic in a way has fast-tracked some of the digitalization aspects. It's now time to unleash our slash your full potential. Digitalization enables, really enables you to unleash your full business potential. Hi, I'm Belded Mankus. Welcome to The Purposeful Strategist. The podcast that shifts the conversation about purpose and strategy from what organizations should do to what business leaders are doing and what they've learned along the way. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Elisabetta Castiglioni, CEO at A1 Digital International GmbH. A1 Digital focuses on industry-specific applications in the Internet of Things and cloud-based solutions for information and communication technology. Elisabetta shares with us the key interaction in developing their strategy and the two big strategic challenges they always need to manage. She also describes what they're doing to retain employment in the face of digital disruption. Elisabetta, welcome to The Purposeful Strategist. Just to kind of get us going, could you tell us a bit about yourself and about A1 Digital? Yes, I am Elisabetta Castiglioni. I'm the CEO of A1 Digital, and we are a B2B digital services provider and help companies translate digital potential into business results. So how do we do that? Um, We do that by creating smart assets and insights in a secure cloud. Smart assets are products, they could be machines, which in the previous product generation were not connected. They were standalone machines. And what we do with IoT, the Internet of Things, is that we make those machines smart. That means we put sensors into those machines. We connect them to our IoT platform, and that enables our customers basically to derive insights from the data that is generated by those machines. So if I've got it right, part of what you're doing is connecting up the physical world and the digital world. Yes. Okay, great. If you look at A1 Digital, what would you say your purpose is? Particularly if there's any sense of sort of, you know, a higher purpose to the organization, some way in which you're not just doing a business and giving your customers good products and services, but kind of somehow making the world a better place just by doing what you do. What would you say that is? Our belief is that digitalization is a force for good. You know, there has been over the years discussions about are machines going to take over? Are they going to rule the world? And on which side of things do we stand? And we firmly believe that digitalization is a force for good. And that does does not only mean that um, helps our customers uh, be more productive, But also, uh, more and more, actually, we see this in conjunction with uh, sustainability. So by helping our customers connecting their assets, their products, uh, we help them utilize their resources in a better way. And that is a force for good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe something I should ask you at the beginning. How long has A1 Digital been around and sort of what's the geography you cover? 
We are in our fifth year, so we have been in business now roughly five years, and we are based in Vienna. Um, we have two other offices in Munich in Germany and another office in Lausanne in Switzerland. So our main locations are those three countries. However, the nature of our business is very international, and so we serve customers all over the world. And so if you've been around about five years, was this purpose, sort of being on the side of digital, thinking it's a good thing. Was that sort of the founding idea of the business or did that kind of develop later? How did all that play out? The founding idea was really to create value, uh, both for business customers, capturing really the digital potential and basically building up something that was beyond connectivity. The value is in helping customers really take uh, informed decisions based on data and creating that value, basically, and giving them the extra edge, if you like. And, and in the process, of course, creating a business for our uh, group. And by developing this uh, product portfolio, you know, you ask yourself, really, but what is it you know, that we're really doing? And on top of that... This is where this digitalization is a force for good came out. I'm just wondering how that came about. Was that something that along the way over the last five years, you started to think about digital as a force for good? Did that originate with you? Did it come out of some process with your team? How did it mechanically come about? If I kind of watch a video of it being developed, what would I be seeing? I think that I came up with this slogan, but obviously that was just capturing, in a way, the mood, the mood around us, the mood around, as I said, artificial intelligence, our machines going to take over. And so I felt, together with the team, that there was a need basically for us to clarify that, to clarify that up front and say, actually, what we are doing is a good thing. And we do believe that this is a good thing, what we're doing. And, uh, and then over the, you know, the last two, three years, um, especially now in conjunction with sustainability, we have been basically strengthened in this belief, even that this is really the way to go. There was also the discussion about, you know, are jobs going to be basically lost because of digitalization? And again, this is not the case. On the contrary, it's actually creating jobs, staying relevant, helping our customers who's business models might disappear because they were simply analog to really transform and stay relevant for their customers in the digital age. If you look at the skills shortages that we have, in, especially in Europe, with certain jobs, um, for example, data analysts, well, there aren't enough data analysts. But the good news that we can transmit to our customers is you don't need those data analysts um, in your company because you can buy, you know, machine learning as a service. What you need are people who understand your business. You focus on your core business. And we as business partner and technology partner can do the machine learning for you, which is what we call machine learning as a service. I assume from what you've been saying that some fair number of your customers, your clients are one way or another manufacturers of some sort of equipment. Yeah. And you're kind of saying to them, yeah, but the base of employees you have and the skill set you have, they're still relevant. Absolutely. And you don't have to go chase off after this other thing. We're going to help those people, you and your people stay employed because those skills are still relevant if you can add in this machine learning. 
Yes. And so a key component of what we do, especially with the Internet of Things, is such a complex endeavor that requires so many different skills that no single company will be able to have and attract and retain. And therefore, there is this realization that we can only, and this is, again, playing back to the force for good, you know, we're basically adding the value that they will not be able to add themselves, and they shouldn't because they will want to focus actually really on their own capabilities. And so the important thing is to work in partnership, to work in very close partnership to deliver the combined value. There is this combined value that we're basically delivering together with our customers. How has that purpose sort of helped in thinking about your strategy? What is your strategy? The strategy is how how do we basically go about you know, delivering this value? How do we basically help our customers understand and embrace digitalization for their benefit, ultimately, for their own business benefit, making sure that they stay relevant? And how we do it is really by understanding what the challenges are, understanding the industry of our customers, and therefore by somehow specializing as well. You know, I've been convinced from day one that ultimately, you know, we need to be playing vertical play. We need to understand industries and select a few industries in which we want to add value. And for example, the logistics and mobility industry is one industry. The construction industry is another industry, both with lots of assets, machines and trucks and cars moving around and therefore benefiting from being connected to an IoT platform where you can then, you know, derive insights that say, I want to do predictive maintenance, I want to utilize my assets in a better way, I want to reduce the energy consumption, again, that comes back to the sustainability idea as well. So use your resources basically in a better way. And in order to do that, you need to understand what the challenges are in the construction industry. You know, you need to, to be able to speak to a certain extent the language of your customers. This is where basically, you know, as we, you know, build up our business, we obviously used very much references. Obviously, you have one use case and that will be interesting, of course, because it is relevant to either uh, customers in the same industry or because the use case can be basically translated into a different use case but which has the same set of technologies. I think what you said there towards the end really brought it home for me that, that you're kind of getting to know customer segments well enough to really figure out what are the use cases that matter there. And then where you can also try and take those across into other industries, other sectors. But how do you decide that? Who gets involved? You know, What do they do? How long does it take to kind of make those decisions? How does that all work? We believe we are a modern European agile company. Therefore, the most important thing is to interact with customers. And you can plan to a certain extent. And then obviously reality, as always, reality kicks in. And once you have implemented one use case, you move basically from there. You didn't say this, but it sounds almost like to some extent you're developing your strategy with your customers. I think it's key. To do that, I think that interaction, that interface is key, I would say. You need to have that flexibility. Do you at all find yourself sort of thinking differently about particular sectors or use cases, kind of where you're going to focus, given this 
digitalization is a force for good. Is there an interaction there or are they almost sort of two separate things? I think so far it was more implicit than explicit, um, but we want to make it more explicit going forward. You know, thinking more and more about the sustainability aspect, we want to continue on that path and therefore there will be more of a conscious decision in which fields we want to invest more. You sort of mentioned, and I know from previous discussions that you're part of a group. How does your purpose and what you're doing, is that the same as for the group overall, or is it sort of you're a bit of a different beast within the group? So one of our main mandates um, is to create innovation within the group. We focus on B2B and uh, within B2B, you know, we go beyond connectivity. So in a way, we belong to a group that is a telecommunications provider And we are, if you like, an IT company within that group. We basically complement the core offering of our group companies. And therefore, we have two mandates. One is to create these innovative products that our sister companies will be able to offer to their own business customers locally in the countries in which they operate. And on top of that, we have the mandate to go after new geographies in which uh, the group is not yet present um, with this innovative set of products. We're helping, you know, the group innovate and transforming into the new world that encompasses more than connectivity for the B2B business. Mm -hmm. Do you get any sense that this digitalization is good mantra purposes, part of what they're doing, beginning to penetrate them? Or is it, yeah, that's, that's sort of your thing. Yes. Yes, no, it is. Now, obviously, five years on, digitalization has really permeated all countries, obviously the consumer side of things for sure, but also B2B. I think it was also good timing to set up this business. Uh, You know, when we did set it up, I think it wasn't too early and it wasn't too late. From a timing point of view, I think it was just right. And there is still a lot of potential, of course. One of the things that, you know, we say at A1 Digital, that it's now really the time, and we said it pre-pandemic, and the pandemic in a way has fast-tracked some of the digitalization aspects. It's now time to unleash our slash your full potential. Digitalization enables, really enables you to unleash your full business potential. Um, And as you think about that journey, both in terms of getting clear on this purpose and developing your strategy. Is there anything in that that you feel particularly proud of? Certainly very proud of being able to basically rally around resources around the project. At the very beginning, you don't have a track record in this business because you are setting out to build it. And so really making sure that you can attract top talent to go after this idea. At the beginning, it it can only be an idea. It's really just the potential that you go after. Mm -hmm. But then you need to obviously to materialize it and you need to have the right people to do that. I'm proud we've been able to attract people who otherwise wouldn't have joined the group simply because they had other skills. They didn't have the core skills that are normally required in such a group because it's a different business. Being able to build a business with them and for them to attract further uh, great people, that's one thing that, you know, that I'm very proud about. And obviously then together with this team, to have been able really then to make a difference for our customers. You know, starting from zero more or less, building the trust from, you know, 
one project to the next and get into a position where some of our customers really, really do see us as their trusted advisor. Yeah. Was there anything in there that was difficult or where looking back on it, you kind of think, hmm, I wish we had done that differently? I think there are two challenges. One is focus. And the second one is reducing complexity. This is really being the constant challenge. It's such an exciting potential business that you could basically spread yourself too thin. And therefore, that's a challenge that you need to manage constantly to say, yeah, I might have this potential opportunity, but you know what? I don't do it. To choose what you don't do, that is something that we also needed regularly basically to to take a step back and say, mm, no, let's not do too much. Constant challenge. It's a constant challenge. And the second thing is the complexity, really. For example, just being able to explain what we do in a clear way, if you like, is a blue ocean environment. Sometimes you cannot predict how long this is going to take, but you need to have that patience. To let it sink also with, you know, the potential customers who are, especially if you look at a machinery company, they're very traditional companies. And uh, yeah, they want to obviously have, you know, thought it through before they start, uh, you know, a new endeavor that um, that is transformational, it's really transformational for, for their business. Something that you need to keep in mind when you start such an endeavor, not expecting too much too soon. We work a lot also with new companies. Some of our customers are startup. They are very innovative and it's really very nice to work with them. But obviously we don't know whether they will be successful or not in their businesses. And therefore you need to have enough other customers, so to say, because some of them will be successful and some others, yeah, will not. And if they don't, then um, you should be able to weather that. Uh Thank you very much for joining us. It's been really very, for me, really energizing, particularly to hear about how you're taking this very big idea that crystallized almost in reaction to people having concerns about what you were doing and then translating it in a thoughtful way that expands out and also changes the group you're part of. I think it's really interesting. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Belden. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Purposeful Strategist. Please email any questions or suggestions to belden at mancus.com. In addition to being available on our website, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, we release a new episode weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and join us soon for the next episode of The Purposeful Strategist.